Amen. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. It's great to be in the house of the Lord again this evening. The Lord is so faithful to meet with us each time we enter his house. So appreciate his faithfulness. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. We all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. You know, sometimes all it takes is looking in another mirror. Same environment, same room, same lighting, same surroundings, yet one mirror makes all the difference. You ever been there? The Amplified reads, And all of us as with unveiled face, because we continued to behold in the Word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured into His very own image in ever-increasing splendor, and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. The right mirror makes all the difference. The wrong mirror produces frustration, produces anxiety, depression, insecurity, worry, doubt, Anger, fear. The wrong mirror produces disillusionment. It produces confusion, a complex. The wrong mirror produces a lie. It produces a false security. The wrong mirror produces a fleeting image. That which is surface deep, it produces a living deception. We have to get in front of the right mirror. The message reads, whenever though they turn to face God as Moses did, God removes the veil and there they are face to face. They suddenly recognize that God is a living personal presence, not a piece of chiseled stone. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, that old constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. We're free of it, all of us. Nothing between us and God. Our face is shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured much like the Messiah. Wow. Our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. This is what normal Christianity is to look like. From glory to glory. Gradually, our lives becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives. As we continue to behold the Lord, as we continue to peer into the right mirror, step in front of the right mirror, cast our hopes and our dreams into the right mirror. I want to ask tonight, is your world getting brighter? 
Is your reflection becoming brighter and more beautiful? Our faces shining with the brightness of his face as we continue to step and get in front of the right mirror. This is how it's supposed to play out. Are there other mirrors in the mix? We know that this world is full of warped mirrors, cracked mirrors, diseased mirrors, cheap mirrors, and they produce a diseased image. The reality is the image we should be seeing when we look in the mirror is the image of God. And so are we stepping in front of the right mirror? The New King James Version, we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. That's absolutely incredible. Being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. As we choose and as we decide and as we purpose to step in front of the right mirror, the Spirit of the Lord accomplishes what only the Spirit of the Lord can. 2 Corinthians 3.18 in the voice, Now all of us with our faces unveiled reflect the glory of the Lord as if we are mirrors. And so we are being transformed metamorphosed into the same image from one radiance of glory to another, just as the Spirit of the Lord accomplishes it. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Some of you caught the reference. Number one tonight, the Bible tells us that the Word of God is a mirror. The Word of God is a mirror. James 1 Verse 23 to 25, listen to these words tonight. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. What happens when we walk away from the mirror? After readying ourselves for the day, for the week, for the month, for the year, for the moment, for the situation, for the circumstance, for the opportunity, for the meeting, what happens after we have observed What happens when we go away? Do we immediately forget what kind of person we are? Or do we continue propelled, inspired, driven, and governed by the image we just observed? Now perhaps we need to start carrying around pocket mirrors so we can quickly pull them out and remind ourselves throughout the day of the right image. We need to get into the Word of God. We need to cast our hopes and our dreams into the Word of God. We need to take in, drink in the Word of God. We need to stare and peer into the Word of God. The right mirror does not produce frustration. 
anxiety, depression, insecurity, worry, doubt, anger, fear, disillusionment. The right mirror does not produce confusion, a complex, a lie, a false security, a fleeting image. The right mirror does not produce that which is surface deep. What mirror are we looking into? What mirror are we gazing into? What mirror are we staring into? What mirror are we casting our hopes and our dreams into? What mirror are we throwing others in front of? The message reads, don't fool yourself into thinking you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea who they are, what they look like. But whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the free life, even out of the corner of his eye and sticks with it, is no distracted scatterbrain, but a man or woman of action. That person will find delight and affirmation in the action. Are there mirrors we need to get rid of? Mirrors that do need to exit our homes, our rooms, our pockets. Mirrors that we are gazing into, staring into, peering into, casting our hopes and dreams into, throwing others in front of. Number two, tonight we need to behold the glory of God. These go hand in hand. I want to share these words with you. But he, Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus, standing on the right hand of God, and said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Stephen represents what a true Christian is supposed to be. One who is full of the Holy Ghost, with eyes fixed on the man in glory. He is one who mirrors that glory in such a way that all who see it will be amazed and filled with wonder. He is one with a steady gaze fixed on Christ, always looking up to him, fully occupied with a glorified Savior. Look at the hopeless condition Stephen was in, surrounded by religious madness, superstition, prejudice, and jealousy. The angry crowd pressed in on him, wild-eyed and bloodthirsty, and death loomed just ahead of him. What impossible circumstances. But looking up into heaven, he beheld his Lord in glory, and suddenly his rejection here on earth meant nothing to him. Now he was above it all, seeing him who was invisible. Continues, one glimpse of the Lord's glory, one vision of his precious holiness, and Stephen could no longer be hurt. The stones and the angry cursing were all harmless to him because of the joy set before him. One glimpse of Christ's glory places you above all your circumstances. Keeping your eyes on Christ, consciously reaching out to him every waking hour, provides peace and serenity as nothing else can. But we all, with open face, beholding as in the glass the glory of the Lord, are changed in the same image from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. 
Stephen caught the rays of the glorified man in heaven and reflected them to a Christ-rejecting society. How true that we become what we behold. We become what we behold. The proper translation should read, we all, with open face, mirroring the glory, are changed. The idea is that the Christian reflects, like a mirror, the glory on which he gazes continually. It is we who are in the glass, a mirror looking on Christ, the object of our affection and becoming like him in the process of beholding. We become like Jesus in the process of beholding. We become more and more like him. Our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as we behold him. As we gaze upon him. As we fix our eyes on Jesus. As we gaze on Jesus. As we become completely consumed with the man in glory. Our glorified Savior. Our lives are changed. When the enemy comes in like a flood and troubling circumstances get us down, we need both to amaze and condemn the world around us by our sweet, restful repose in Christ. Since we see by our spiritual mind, this is accomplished by keeping our minds stayed on Christ. Continuing looking into the Word of God, continuing to gaze on the glory of God, to behold the glory of our risen Savior. That's how we're changed. From glory to glory, from strength to strength. You know, that's not just some Christian quip. Like, here we go again, glory to glory. That's the reality of what life is supposed to be like. But we have to step in front of the right mirror. We have to subject our lives to the right mirror. That he can work his image into us. We need to behold his glory. That he can work his image into us. Even as we come into a place like this and we worship, beholding his glory, we are changed. We are changed. Becoming more and more like him. Listen, never stop coming to worship services. You don't reach the fulfillment of what you are to reach on this side of eternity. We're going from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory until we reach glory. That's the reality. That's what this is supposed to look like. And so we come in. Yes, there are all other things in the mix, but we come in with an anticipation that in these moments, as we drink in the Word, even in a church service, and as we behold His glory, that we are being changed. More and more into his likeness. Do you come to church thinking, today I'm going to walk out the back doors and I'm going to look more like Jesus? Is that the thought process? I'm going to walk out of here acting more like Jesus, talking more like Jesus, walking more like Jesus. That's what this is supposed to look like. We could ask ourselves tonight, what is it that I am beholding? You know, if we behold the wrong image, it will grate against the Word of God, the truth of God, the principles of God, the desire of God, the holiness of God. And if we continue to look into the wrong mirror and behold the wrong image, you know what happens? This is what can happen. 
people get rid of the right mirror because they can't handle the conviction. The Spirit is trying to work in them to make them more and more like Jesus. The Spirit is trying to point things out so that the next time they look in the mirror, they look more like Jesus. But they can't handle the conviction, and so they throw away the right mirror. The very conviction that seeks to heal their condition, they can't handle it. Conviction is a beautiful thing. Where would we be without conviction? You wouldn't even be saved. And in the process of beholding, we are changed. In the process of beholding, how's our beholding tonight? The process of beholding. You know, the Spirit of the Lord is on a mission to accomplish incredible, miraculous things in our lives and in our living and through our living. But ask tonight, what mirror are we looking into? What mirror are we gazing into? Stepping in front of, casting our hopes and dreams into. Are we casting our hopes and dreams into the mirrors of this world? Under the mirror of God. What mirror are we throwing others in front of? I said at the start, same environment, same room, same lighting, same surroundings, yet one mirror makes all the difference. We are being transfigured. The Greek verb metamorpho is the same word used for Jesus' being transfigured on the mountain transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. Perhaps tonight we're here and we know I have to get rid of some mirrors in my life and I have to get in front of the right mirror. I need to really get into the word of God. This process us becoming more and more like him. Maybe we're here tonight and we know that we need to start beholding the man in glory. We need to start beholding his glory more than we ever have before. Setting time aside to behold his glory. That our lives become brighter and more beautiful. It is going to take commitment. It's going to take determination. It's going to take focus. It's going to take time. It's going to take unending decision. You can have the worship team return tonight. I felt this, that for some here tonight, and we all feel it at times, the enemy is after you and the enemy is trying to mess with you. He has you looking and staring and gazing into the wrong mirror. He has you casting your hopes and dreams into the wrong mirror. And this is how real it is. This is how practical it is. This is how real it is. You look into the mirror and you see not good looking enough. But if you'd look into the right mirror, you'd see I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You see how life starts to change? If you look into the wrong mirror, you see not good enough. But if you look into the right mirror, you are the righteousness of God. 
You look into the wrong mirror, you see too weak. But if you look into the right mirror, you see I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You look into the wrong mirror and you see never going to beat this addiction or whatever it may be. But if you look into the right mirror, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. You look into the wrong mirror and you see impossible. But if you would begin to look into the right mirror, you'd see with God all things are possible. And I feel for this generation, it is time to break the mirrors of the enemy and run to the right mirror. That's what God is calling us to. Every single one of us. Because it's no different no matter who we are here tonight. No matter how long we've been at this, the enemy would love to get us in front of the wrong mirror. Where he can get us disillusioned, he can get us confused, he can get us wandering from Christ. He can afflict us with depression. People are depressed because they step in front of a mirror and they don't see what they think they should see. Anxiety, fear, all these things begin to plague people, begin to plague a generation plague even the people of God. We continually need to step in front of the right mirror. We continually need to be in the Word of God. When the enemy comes to lie to us, get in the Word. We need to behold His glory that when we look into the mirror, even in a natural mirror, you know what we see? You are the righteousness of God. When we look even into a natural mirror in the morning, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. When you look into the mirror, you see Jesus. You look into the mirror, you see his image. Because listen, we are living a supernatural life. This is not just a natural life. You say, well, I step, into, step in front of the mirror and I still see me. Lord, open our eyes. Open the eyes of our understanding. Give us spiritual eyes to see as you see Jesus. Let's stand tonight. Fatigue, anxiety, stress, temptation, fear, despair, lies, revenge. The right mirror does not produce these. And the right mirror deals with and heals these. I don't know what you've come in here tonight with. It might be something so simple. You've looked, staring into the wrong mirror, looking into the wrong mirror. Casting your hopes and dreams into the wrong mirror. You're looking into the mirror of the enemy and he's saying you're not good enough. Remember the past? You know what? You need to get in front of the right mirror tonight. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. The Lord has set me free from the past. I am a new creation. Old things have passed away. You need to start to see yourself as different tonight. Just as the band begins to lead and Jenna's going to sing. Would you just open yourself up to the Spirit? Open yourself up to the Lord tonight. I believe that some of these things are just going to break in this place. Some of these things that have been plaguing us for so long just begin to break off of us as we behold Him. In the process of beholding, just allow the Lord to minister to your heart and your life tonight. To minister, to break those fears, to break the anxiety, to break the depression. All the questions, just to break that. Break that tonight, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Come on, how great his affections for us.
I know I've shared this for, before. I'm not sure if it was on a Monday night or not, but, you know, I sing this song. I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about. And I got this picture a while back when we were singing this song that there are so many believers maintaining their regrets. It's like a plant, and you just continue to water it. You continue to feed it. And there it is, but the Lord is saying it's done away with. I don't have time to maintain these regrets. The Lord is calling us on beyond that. If you're here tonight and you're plagued with things, it's just regrets, small regrets, big regrets, past regrets, regrets from today. The Lord is just saying, just don't maintain them. Just come and lay them down. Come and lay them down. Come and surrender and let the breakthrough come. Whatever that is, I don't know what it is. It could have been something that came out of your mouth even, a regret. You know, and you regret saying that because of maybe destruction that happened or whatever. You regret a relationship. You regret, I don't know what it is tonight. Whatever it is, you regret wasting a year. You regret whatever it is. But you cannot continue to maintain it because it will ruin your future. As you step out of this place and just continue to pour water on it, continue to feed it, just feed the regret, feed the regret, and it just, just yaps back at you. And the Lord is saying, just cut it off tonight in my presence. Just surrender it tonight in my presence. I don't know what that is. That could be a real big thing in your life. And you know, I can't get over this. I can't get over this. And you know what? If you continue to maintain the regret, the enemy comes alongside you and he just helps you pour water on it. He helps you feed the regret so that it just grows and grows and grows and pretty soon that's all you see. You come into the presence of the Lord and that's all you see. You try and pray, that's all you see. You try and serve, that's all you see. And these things start to set in. Depression, I'm not worthy. And the enemy's lies just begin to bind us and hold us. And so we're just gonna sing this out. We are his portion, he is our prize drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes. If his grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. Heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss. My heart turns violently inside of my chest. I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way he loves me. He's looking down on us with love tonight. That's his heart toward us. And so would you just close your eyes, lift your hands, whatever you need to do in this place. You want to dance, you want to come to the front, you want to kneel down. We sing this a few more times and then we'll pray and we'll close. Lord, we believe right now for these things to be cut down in your presence in the process of beholding. We are his portion.